Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lesbian Supper Club podcast. Before we just had to sort out the mics, I was saying, because Freya was laughing because I was in a bit of a strop with the mic like hanging in between my legs. <laughs> um, because as you'll know, if you follow us on social media, particularly Instagram at the Lesbian Supper Club pod, you would have seen that we couldn't record last week because the laptop broke. And oh, the it was so shit, actually. It was really shit. Because of someone called Freya Evans. Do you know what? I'm actually not going to take the blame for this because I put the bed, I put the laptop on the bed to save it from getting stepped on. And as you moved, the laptop You fell put the laptop, as the you often done, on the absolute edge of the as bed. As you often done. As you often do. Yeah. On the absolute edge of the bed. So even if the dog jumps off I on really the bed, don't it think slips anyone off cares. the bed. I really don't think I anyone care. cares. I care. I want everyone to know the reason that we couldn't record last week was because of you. Because right. you are does it make you feel with technological good? devices. It make, no, but does it make you feel good? It does, actually. Why? It feeds me. But why? Because, let me tell you why. <laughs> because I would have told you multiple times before the laptop fell off the bed to either put your laptop on a counter side... So not on the floor nor on the bed, if you're not specifically using it at that point. You so are the person with the bedside happen. table. It's not my fault that the bedside table is absolutely rammed to shit. You could buy yourself a bedside table. I couldn't, I couldn't put a, a bedside well, table you'll there. you'll have to get out of bed then and put it on the kitchen table or put it on one of the many shelves that we have in the living room. Because we have a literal built-in shelf. so much that I actually feel like throwing this mic at the window. Like it well, is throw the laptop at the window. Just go through yeah, another Yeah, I will, because then you'll you'll Because this isn't the only time. More. We've had to... I've also had to deal with about four weeks, guys, worth of literal stress because Freya right, also uh, decided... No. Oh, I don't think it's actually funny. Freya... Having had, you know, dropped her iPhone multiple times, which isn't oh, a crime, so we annoying. all do it. But it, the back was smashed to literal smithereens. Decides that she's then, which she does on a weekly basis, <laughs> <laughs> because she still has a slight sense of OCD, to bleach the bath. And when I tell you this girl bleaches the bath, yeah. like, it gets bleached. Yeah. So she's bleached the bath. She's filled the bath up slightly with bleach water. She has her very cracked open back iPhone in her huge hoodie front pocket, <laughs> leaning over the bath. Can I also tell you that two weeks prior to this, the phone had fallen in the bath and we'd managed to savour oh. it and dry it out. Classic rice. She <laughs> then repeated the same thing two weeks later, leant over the bath with a bath full of bleach, actually. The iPhone falls in again. Somehow, by the way, guys, this is not Freya's fault. It's no. not. The, la the phone then breaks. It's not my fault. Classic, I'm the one that has the insurance and sorts it all out. So I had to go through the whole insurance yeah. thing for her. Get the phone replaced for her. We then have multiple issues with the eSIM, which has then been causing you issues for the last two and a half weeks. Yeah. So it's been a constant technical glitch, our life, over oh, the last it's month. It's been so fucking shit. Right, <laughs> guys, we're getting into the topic now. Grouch has had her rant. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Grouch is really on the fucking Grouch train today. I, Guys, I need fucking saving. I know there's going to be two sides to this audience. One side will sit here and go, I am Freya, this is me, I mm -hmm. feel seen. Mm -hmm. And the other side will be on my side, aka Grouch's side, and go, I get it someone else that I'm around does this all the time and yet it is absolutely infuriating okay we just all I have to say to that is just chill out and maybe you should be drinking the trip right now I'm drinking a trip CBD infused lemon basil light that's sparkling. my favorite flavor so good it's the best flavor for sure and it genuinely does chill me out a bit as well like it feels just like nice and light and I fucking need it so I'm gonna have like 10 of them please do Hopefully it chills you out into complete silent submission. But I've been absolutely fine. <laughs> Freya, I'm literally not getting into this with you right now. So, <sighs> guys, it's been a bit of a hectic week because we broke the laptop, drove down to Cornwall to see Freya's mum. That was fun. Ended up then going down to our place in Cornwall which is, by the way, our only place, which was a really cheap place that we renovated because I know some people are sticklers for believing that we're, like, privileged white girls. I know. <laughs> so we ended up going down to, like, our place in Cornwall, which we are now selling because we had to get some documents. We got down there. The weather was bad, even though the weather was really nice. And then we had an opportunity come up in London that we missed out on because there was no, no way we don't, could get back to London No, It was an time. opportunity where... 
girls, like, the thought of it, yeah, makes me so like depressed. if you girls knew, if you girls knew what we missed out on, I genuinely think that you you would I would hear this, the cries. You dig the hole for us. Yeah, and you push would us in. just push us in and be like, there you go. So I can't really focus on that too much because that was sad. So yeah. It's been a really. Um, busy week hasn't it freya do you want to take the pleasure of telling the audience <laughs> so guys i swear cornwall is cursed for us like because oh. we also found out via our neighbor as well so uh, besides the builders being perverts we also discovered the other day i mean i'm not accusing but money went missing from cornwall didn't it which we yeah, forgot we had a, basically cash. had some cash that my one of my parents had given me when we'd first moved in a few years back to help us buy furniture that we had left in the kitchen drawer, mm-hmm. like at the back of the kitchen drawer. Um, when we went back down after a few weeks, some of it was gone. Yeah. Um, but me and Freya's memories are so bad. The thing is, is that like, but I've we said knew it before, we but I guess it. like myself, like I'll be yeah. like, no, I must have like, nah, I must have so, said yeah, that. So yeah, we like, No, that. I really don't think I did. And all of it's kind of coming together. I, I think the main thing is, is that it, it, I know that we've said it before to you guys, but like we feel for you, the people that are in like the smaller villages and the smaller mm-hmm. towns, because I think because we're so used to how liberal um, people are in London, that when not we all the time, but mainly, not all the time, yeah. but the majority of the time, that is, we do get shocked when we go back to places like Cornwall, because you're you're more than likely to run into a dickhead. Yeah, right. Even in Cornwall, when people are trying to be supportive, they don't yeah. realize actually how offensive they can be. There's also a rumor going around that we have broken up, which yeah. is just really quite In Cornwall, funny. Like, it's not even like a social media I mean, Yeah, guys, media we do rumor. break up on the daily, but like not for anyone else to know about. We literally never do. No, We've never broken up in our whole relationship, which I think is like really rare for lesbian relationships or like any relationship. But yeah, there's just this really weird rumor going around Carbis Bay that these that lesbians have broken up. So that's weird. Yeah. But yeah, we were exposed to a... Very strange, in very strange individual, weren't we, Freya? A few Looking days ago. Weird. I mean, it was it was just weird. I mean, I felt really bad because, like, my mum, little Jilly, she is so cute, right? And but she also likes to make me hang out with all of her friends whenever we go and visit her. So, like, I won't see her for months on end, and then I'll go over to her place for like two days. And then she's like, oh, so-and-so is going to come over. And then we're going to go over to theirs. And I'm like, mom, I just came here to see you. But anyway, there are these really cute neighbors of hers. It's like older couple. They are adorable. Yeah. Like They're like the cutest, sweetest people they're ever. They're like two of her favorite friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like that I have of hers. Yeah, exactly. And then um, so they invite us over for a drink. And we'd had the longest day. This was the day as well where we missed out on that fucking opportunity. It was just, oh, whatever. And... We had just had dinner and I'd opened up a bottle of red and I was like, right, well, we'll just bring this over to their house and go into their garden. Just have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. And we went to go and join them. And she had the neighbor had her daughter who is like in her 40s, 50s. Yeah. Um, and yeah, late 40s, and her husband 50s. there. Can I just say within two minutes of meeting this guy? Do you ever just get a vibe? Oh, so fucking. It was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. was. But I've actually had an in, I've had a headache since speaking to him about a week ago. Met him within the first two minutes. He's one of these guys, right? That you know. And I said to my mum later, I was like, "Do you not think he was?" And she's like, "No, I really didn't think he was going to be like this." And let me tell you, it happens to me and Scarlett all the time because straight away we had to get into the topic of conversation about our house because the neighbourhood asked us about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have even brought up the fact that yeah. we were selling this house. Yeah. Because I know what men like that get like yes. with women who are successful, Two especially young, young women, women with no man. They their egos hate it. already fall into their oh tiny balls. Oh my ball god! Sack. Just what a fucking knobhead! Like oh, he, he was then just had a to, twat. Yeah, so as soon as he found out that we were selling a property that, by the way, was like the cheapest property that I could have found, like I'd had a tiny, tiny bit of savings, and I took the risk to take that tiny bit of savings and spend it, it all. And yeah. spend it all. And we did. We literally grafted our little asses off during lockdown. And it made us a bit of a profit. Like, that is it, right? So it's not like this is some big thing. Anyway, no. he doesn't know the detail, nor does the detail matter. So in competition, he then has to quickly tell us that he's got a 22-foot boat. And I'm thinking, I literally couldn't give a fuck, but thank you for letting me know. <laughs> and somehow, somehow... We 
got onto the subject of having an electric car. Oh. Because we were saying that the infrastructure down in Cornwall for electric cars is nowhere near as good as London. Now, I just want to put like a PSA out there to how problematic this world is, right? So personally, I believe that in my very strong opinion that being a vegan is one of the best ways you can help a this planet and b minimize suffering to animals so one of the reasons why i don't eat meat is because i am so emotionally attached to any living thing that i can't not eat meat right but everyone has a choice and that is their choice there there's a lot of things about this world that you can do you can make choices that you believe lessen the impact on various things, whether it be like socioeconomic impact, climate change mm-hmm. impact, mm-hmm. Um, political impact. But there are always going to be complications or implications to the choices that we make. So we have an electric car. The main reason we have an electric car is because of congestion charges in London. To so help fight a, the pollution in yeah, London as well. To help fight the pollution. And also because the car has dog mode. Yeah, and you guys Ziggy. know that we're fucking devoted to that dog. And the peace of mind that dog mode gives me is like, yeah, that's like everything to me, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not completely blind to the implications that electrical vehicles have. They are not a complete be all and end all option comparatively to diesel nor petrol cars. And I've never been under that illusion. Okay. So we briefly say to this guy, oh, the infrastructure is really bad. Have an electric car, do you? That's going to piss me off. That's going to piss me off. I was was like, don't give a fuck whether it pisses you off. Here we go. Oh my god. So we're like, yeah, we do. He starts going on. Can I just say, like, this is an outward, like, right wing, like, benefiting off of the the suffering of others directly or indirectly, indirectly in maximum capacity type of human being, a straight white boomer. Like the level of privilege, right, that you, like, <laughs> you can't get any more privilege than no, that. No, you can't, no. So he starts to lecture me, well, both of us, on how lithium batteries are obtained as if he's not got an, an iPhone, iPhone literally sat on the table and as if he doesn't own a literal boat which consumes a lot of power oil, energy, etc. As if he has never gone on an aeroplane before. Like, just do you know what I mean? Like, I... Do you know what, though? This <laughs> this all goes, like... It, he's, he's said so much, which, like, we're obviously not going to get into because it's fucking long. But what I'm so sick of people doing is that they will see you do something right and they will... Uh, people like this will try to make someone feel small and stupid because they think that we believe that we're changing the earth because we're driving an electric car. But instead of actually pointing the finger at the larger issues that are going on within the world, within the larger organisations, the leaders that there are, people love to poke holes and to make people feel small that are literally like sat right in each other. Yes. Yeah. And it's so fucking dumb and mm-hmm. it's exhausting. Like It comes I've into council culture, you. right, as well. Like yeah. if all of us spent as much time pointing fingers upwards as we do each, each other about oh stupid things God. we've all said yeah. in the past or stupid shit that we've all done. I'm not talking about dangerous stuff. I'm talking about stupid stuff. The world would probably be a different place, but I think everyone has got so much hate and stress inside of them instead of looking and channeling that in the right areas we challenge it at each other and that's a really dangerous thing we were sat right next to the river i would have loved nothing more to drop kit times like the that, fucking curb you know i'm i'm not for aggression <laughs> but in some capacities i am sometimes like i just need a good slap i wish nothing more than my dad being there because <laughs> he would have just uppercutted him straight into the estuary <laughs> And I would have, I would have helped. He would have yeeted him across he, that estuary. Yeah, hundred percent. But the best part, and this is kind of how it feeds into our wider conversation. Love it. Is he then starts going on some other rant <laughs> about population? About population, because obviously, Mister wanting to save the planet of climate change wants everyone to have fucking children. Was saying how important procreation is, and obviously, Idiot. it doesn't take a fucking genius to understand that the problem with this earth largely is the fact we're hugely overpopulated and we cannot feed the number of people that we have in this world. 
So he goes on to ask us. I think he just realized that we were together, hadn't yes. we? Yes, yeah. If we were going to have children. And we simply said, you know, we're not sure yet. It's not something we've really focused on too early for us to be I was thinking straight away, oh, here we fucking go. He's asking us if we're going to have yeah. children. He then goes on to tell us how it's an epidemic that the white man is a dying breed. Ew. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, if that's part of you, get a fucking shifty on. I swear to God, this is how it's disgusting. Like, horrific this I was man try- was. I was, so, I was so desperately trying to not be in the conversation. So I was kind of like in and out. I was like trying to, I literally was asking the neighbor about her flowers. I don't know anything about flowers. I'm sat there yeah, desperately, desperately being like. So to turn no, it on insane. its head, insane. he goes, well, you have to have children. You have to. And to turn it on its head, Freya went, do you know what? It's actually really nice that you would encourage us to have children because a lot of people, because we're gay, will tell us not to and you saw the penny drop (laughs) and like he was then fucking furious that he had inadvertently supported the lgbtq plus community freya was like no 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 thank you the way you said it was amazing but no thank you no thank you so much and he was like no oh i said no no i'll give it to you i think that's really big of you yeah (laughs) to say that no no, it's not. I'm not supporting the LGBT. Oh, this was it. The L- Oh, are you part of the LGBTQIA plus 25 things community? Oh, Fucking st- guys, wanker. I can't say it enough. This is a person who will say that, but then it's the same as like Trump supporters, right? Mm. Or like these really right wing Americans who are pro-life, but then also won't change gun law. <laughs> well, yeah, and they it's always like say, you've always... literally outdone yourself. Yeah, but they always say you always want to protect your kids until they're born. Yeah. Right. Which and is so true. It's it's so fucked. Yeah, well, that's why they're trying to... That's why they're overriding a lot of trans rights over in America, because they believe that it's helping the children. And yet they are, you know, children are getting shot in schools. So it please, is. please make it make sense to me. Because well, it's, it just can't, I, can it? I'm so fucking sick of this earth. Like, get, get me the fuck off. Like, it is yeah. crazy. And uh, people like him, honestly... There's no talking to them. There's no arguing with them because they will pick a fight out of everything. So I just sat there. People like that are actually the climate epidemic because they're They're breathing our air. But they're thick. We can look outward into society Mm -hmm. and see so many now, not enough, but so many positive role models um, in the queer community, Mm. so many successful people in the queer community, so many people living an incredible life. Yeah. But if your direct line of communication and experience in this world, which is your peers and your family, are not liberating those experiences. Oh, it's fucking hard. And are speaking in the complete opposite, actually. Yeah. The level of confliction that that will give you is is insurmountable. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's crazy. It's, oh, because it's that's where horrible. your knee jerk goes, right? Yeah. It's like, that is your Bible. A lot of the time, like, mm. our parents are our Bible. Yeah. And actually, I was really lucky, despite both of my parents growing up in relatively difficult conditions, are both separately really intelligent individuals they are yeah um also like some intelligence like it can't be taught you know yeah. like you can you can just be born social intelligence yeah with like an intelligence yeah, and i do about think you. like this whole like streetwise thing that's fuck it that, that you often you need that from being exposed to different pockets of society goes a long fucking way yeah it does because your also bullshit like, radar like, I've got an absolutely incredible bullshit radar love that shit yeah um, that stuff goes really quite far I yeah. would argue yeah yeah for sure I think yeah um, but ultimately get them to listen to this podcast <laughs> to do something get them to do any form of research it's really hard sometimes it's like banging your head against the wall but it does come to a point where people do understand i think as well it's a big hot take here but if someone is outwardly homophobic and like quite a lot like if they always go on about gay people and how disgusting they are whatever uh they're gay Uh, you will not you will not find someone like that who isn't gay Mm -hmm. that is internalized homophobia to the fucking max because it's like 
if you're why tr- do you care so much? Oh my god, they think about gay people more than I do. Yeah, and I think about gay people all the fucking time. Yeah, they are like obsessed, obsessed, obsessed because it's a constant wave of thought. Well, it's in an their internal brain. fight, isn't it? Yeah, it's and that's like why they're so mad about it's, it. It's like a diet. Yeah, it's like as soon as you go on a diet, yeah, and you know you can't have something, you're fucking hungry all I the know. time. Basic human psychology. I know. Well, I've been, uh, I've like cut out chocolate. Because <laughs> I don't think that's the first time you've said this on this <laughs> podcast. You've cut, you, you cut out chocolate again. Yeah, I've cut out chocolate again. Um, and this is, guys, this is actually really hard for me. Like, I have such a sweet tooth. Like, in the evening after I've had my dinner, instantly my brain goes to like pocket mm-hmm. of sweetness in my stomach. Like I need something mm. sweet. And I have gotten into Mars bars recently and I put them in the fridge and they're so fucking Which are probably delectable. <laughs> they are so fucking good, right? And um, it couldn't just be like a pocket size Freddo. No, it couldn't. Because <laughs> also with the economic crisis, I'm not buying a fucking economic. Is it an economic? It is an economic. Yeah. Fair enough. It actually is. Freddos are now like what 100 quid. Like I'm not gonna fucking <laughs> buy a Freddo. <laughs> I'm gonna get my four pack of Mars bars <laughs> for a pound. That right? is fair. Yeah. And um, I fucking yeah. So I've cut it out because I'm like, no. Do you know what, Freya? You're a grown woman. You don't need this today. You don't need to have this in the evening after your dinner, like a little treat. Because you know what? You have a lot of treats in your life. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to stop you right there. This isn't actually, Freya. Can, can we just... Because, like, this is a bit of a trigger warning. Yeah. Like, what you're talking about here. No one is saying for a second that you should be cutting calories. The no. problem is, is Freya has an insulin problem. It's not an insulin problem. It is, darling, because it's I... It's not. I believe I've got that a when cortisol issue. That's it, cortisol, sorry. Yeah. Which is linked to sugars in the it body is. though. Yeah. That when Freya is caning a Mars bar sometimes at ten PM at night. It's not yes. just after dinner, Freya. Sometimes <laughs> you get through two, one after dinner, one at ten PM. <laughs> and <But> she's <laughs> then waking up at three th- four o'clock in the morning with heart palpitations, yeah. which obviously is because of the sugar. So Spikes. this isn't about like you not this isn't about the chocolate. No. It's about what it's look, like it's not personal impact. it's not personal to the mars bar no it's just eat as many mars bars as you want within <laughs> a certain time frame that isn't 10 o'clock at I night want one now. So your cortisol I, I really want one now like, i'm craving one but but i also think that it's good to like not from a diet perspective but like just trying to cut down the sugar in my intake just mainly because i want to feel my best mm-hmm. i want to feel like i'm getting older and i and i want to look my best want to feel my best so that's what i'm going to do i i get it cuz i used to have that same problem like yeah. a real sweet tooth addict i used to get through a packet of maryland cookies every morning oh, for breakfast so and then a big bar of chocolate after dinner what a good start to the day oh it was it was fantastic yeah. um and I completely agree. It's that thing, like as soon as you put down your fork of the savoury dinner, mm. it starts to trickle in. I could be and then so you try full. and ignore it. Yeah. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you crack yep. and then you're like an addict. But that's you what have, I mean. Yeah. I am like an addict. I am but it like, is addictive. I am I, like a gay homophobe right now, but for yeah. chocolate. So that chocolate right now, that Mars bar is spinning around in my head all day. This must be how they feel. Yeah. That gay people spinning around yeah, their yeah. heads all day. A hundred percent. them absolutely nuts. A hundred percent. Cocks flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why, yeah, I, I, I believe that they are gay. gay. Yeah. Homophobes are gay. There you so go. That's my take. talking about like homophobia then and, you know, internalized homophobia, the community experiences, etc. A lot of you have written in and asked us to discuss being gay in the workplace. And I'm going to assume you've asked us to discuss this from a perspective of not being out in the workplace. So how do you come out in the workplace? And how do you ensure that you're safe Mm. being gay in the workplace? Look, it really, I understand that this this is a hard thing to do. Even if you are already out and proud in your life, there may still be that element in you that is like, I'm in my professional workspace. And I'm scared that this is going to tarnish something or it might be like an awkward conversation. Um, I've actually got a really funny story about when I accidentally came out to the whole directorate of my organization by accident. Because I thought that everyone already knew. Like, I'm so gay that I just assumed that everyone knew. Yeah. And I remember they were doing this. uh, It was like this like big team, like day out and we were all sat in like the hottest room in the fucking world and 
they did this presentation um, about gay rights and they had this um, this show that they put on about this guy who's a CEO but also is like a drag queen in his spare time and all this kind of stuff. Oh, anyway. I remember <laughs> And then, <laughs> then the presentation ended. And then um, anyone was like, if anyone has anything to say, just like stand up and say it. And in the quietest fucking hall ever, I move my chair as it screeches on the floor. I stand up and I say... Well, as a gay woman, instantly I heard everyone's chair and body move. Like, boom, like, boom, look, and like stare at me. And I, then I realized I was like, shit, these people didn't know that I was gay. And I was, and I was looking at everyone. I mean, everyone was smiling. Like, mm. it was a really yeah. good response. Yeah. But it was so fucking funny how everyone just went, as soon as yeah. I said gay woman. Necessarily a negative thing. No. Yeah, it, I still find it really fucking I interesting. I wag my tail when another dog dyke walks in the room. Yeah. Uh, 100%. But, but it was so funny because then, and then, and then they all gave, I was like, oh, I think this is great, blah, blah. They all gave me like this like round of applause Lol. after this finish. This <laughs> not Irish, the, this, not the gay round of applause. This Irish Jan then found me afterwards and was like, oh, I thought I was the only gay in here. She's like, I'm so glad to find another dyke. I was like, oh, that's Yay. amazing. I was like, hey. And she's like, I was like, oh, I didn't know you were gay. I mean, I was like, she's like, really, you didn't know I was gay? You didn't? I was like, no, I did know you were gay. I mean, <laughs> 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 um, but no, it was, so, it was really, really funny. And it was so nice. It was a really, really positive experience. But I understand that not every organization no. is like that. And not every organization is as protected. And even if it is, I understand that you want to know as well, like how to come out. Cause yeah, a lot of you wouldn't want to mm -hmm. come out in such like a grand fucking way of doing it. Like, well, I this did. is the thing. So like, I would say, first of all, your safety is everything. So, you know, for me, I've always been out in the workplace as well. And um, because I've been extremely lucky because I've known that the people around me have been supportive and would be supportive and i know that i'm backed by policies that i will spend hours yes. fucking reading to ensure i am protected yeah, to the 10th yeah, degree definitely. and if anyone were to even fucking dare look at me wrong best mm. believe my ass is going straight to the fucking top of hr so safety is absolutely everything so i think you need to really assess a your workplace so do you think it's a safe workplace read up on the policies and the like pledges of your workplace you know that your your contract your protections hr policies make sure that you have clear routes of escalation mm. find a friend or a contact within hr see if your organization has an lgbtq plus group Mm -hmm. find allies you can be even an ally of the lgbtq plus group before you even have to be out you could just be yeah, part of the group an as an ally yeah, yeah just to assess the safety and the kind of liberation i suppose of your organization mm. and then once you've are confident in that mm. that's how you then have to learn to be confident in yourself to yeah. come out and that yeah. rule then you know we've said this before the same rule applies to coming out in a workplace as it does to anything else in your life of being or coming out, you know? I used to just, like, I think if you just, like, drop in the fact that you've got a partner and then when they ask... Uh, yeah. But then I always have to correct yeah. the partner thing because then I say partner and they say, oh, I just say my girlfriend do? straight away. Yeah, or girlfriend. I just say, just fuck it. Or my wife, my girlfriend. This my is the thing, guys. Like, when you're going to come to us for advice on these things... You know, we, you're talking to two people who like are like balls in a china shop when it comes yeah. to homophobia. But it doesn't mean that you can't get that. No, and I, and this because is I never thing. used to be like yeah. this. So like, so once you know you're protected, mm. okay, let's take up a scenario here: the Cornwall cock that we had to deal with a few mm. weeks ago or a few days ago. Sorry sadly happens to be within your organization and th and this is the thing these people are existing in your organization mm. you come out and this person starts to act or treat you differently okay i'm gonna say what i would do my ass is going straight to hr and flagging it oh okay God, even yeah, if yeah. i don't have proof i'm going straight to yeah. hr mm -hmm. and i'm i'm flagging it yeah i am then logging mm -hmm. every single microaggression comment behavior work or non-work related so are they starting to shit on your work more are they starting to micromanage you more you know these mm. are all inadvertent signs of homophobia yeah that's the problem and i'm hassling yeah 
And I will not go down without a fight. And, you know, this is the thing where you have to really understand that the organization in which you are in as well. If you're working for a really small building company, for example. Yeah. It's probably not going to be that great for you. If you're if, work- they're, if they're not positive when you come out, yes, you mean? yeah, in terms of they protection, could be, but yeah. yeah, if you're working for even a medium level enterprise, there's a lot of power yeah. to the people, and also think about like social media. Like, there's so much mm. that like organizations will do these days to protect themselves, but again, acknowledge yeah, the do privilege. a TikTok about them. Yeah, but again, acknowledge <laughs> yeah. the privilege in which we are coming from. Yeah. Because, like, not every organisation is like that. No. And also, like, it is so different. I know that we've got so many American listeners. And by the way, I love you all. This is so different in America. The laws, the the laws when it comes to work in America, like, you the can get fired for anything. Mm. Like, yeah. you can just, uh, for nothing. Mm. You could literally be like, you're fired. Yeah, but this and is why I'm saying. This is a problem. You know, and I'm not asking anyone to stay closeted. But no. what is the burning desire to be out in terms of like, if you know these people are arseholes, even even if you weren't gay, if you're telling me you're working in a place where you know these people are arseholes and you're not protected, start looking for a new job. Yes, yeah, right? Irrespective of if sure. you're gay or not. Yeah. If you are gay, does it really matter if these fucking bigots know if you're gay or not? Not really. Do, would I? Am I encouraging anyone to go out of their way to hide a sense of them, a part of themselves? No, I'm not. But I'm talking yeah. about safety here. I'm talking about you keeping yourself protected. But then, so what? But then, so what is the other colleague that's there that's not out and is feeling bad about themselves? Like I feel like we should be out. The more people that are out, the better. The stronger it gets. The stronger yeah. it gets. So really, I don't think that we should hide ourselves. I don't think that we should hide that part of our sexuality. I understand what you're saying. Like I, I totally do. But when you say, what's the point? Well, there's a massive point. Because no, there I agree, are, but it like, has there to could be, down be to five the others within their organization yeah. that are closeted as well. And you need to form well, change like, an doesn't alliance. happen, right? Yeah, without change that doesn't happen thing. without people being out you know, they are your colleagues, your cousins, your neighbours, your friends, your mums, your daughters, whatever. They're all gay, right? All of these people are gay. <laughs> you you have to be able to express that. Mm. We understand, though, that safety is at, like, the utmost priority here. But I think... It is such like a case by case thing. Let's say, for instance, then that you are in you are in an organization where you feel like uh, I think it'll be okay to come out, mm-hmm. right? Now we've got to talk about like the steps of how you do that. If you wanted to come out in the workplace or like feeling confident in the workplace, the thing is with me is that like whenever people ask me about my partner, I'm always like, yeah, she, yeah. Scarlett. Like I always just say it as it is. Completely the LGBTQ nonchalant. plus lanyards are quite a good. They signal. are good. Good old rainbow around your a neck. A badge. On your yeah. blazer that says you know, I'm a lesbian. Um, bring me no, coffee. Just lesbian supper club. Lesbian. Oh, that's such a good idea. Lesbian supper club. Like, you know, those for sorts work. of things <laughs> are like good because you could mm. say you're an ally, or yeah. you know, in the UK, for example, you could say it's because you're supporting the NHS. But it could also just be a oh, little how annoying. I know it's so fucking annoying. I'm not even getting into that. Yeah. But like, it could be a signal to someone else. Yeah. So there's like small ways of doing it. I mean, my way, which isn't always necessarily the best way, but I will look people in the eye and just say, I am a lesbian. Yeah. And if they were to even look me, even in an ounce strangely after saying that, mm-hmm. best believe I'm calling it out. The claws are coming out. Yeah. yeah. And I know again that that comes, Yeah, I'm so blessed to know that I could do that. And why do I know that I could do that? Because I know that my line manager would ultimately support me. I know that my direct leadership team would ultimately support me. But you are me. in such a privileged position. Like so Extremely. many people aren't in However, that, you know. I also will do that in my day-to-day life as well. Yeah, same. So it's, you know, it's not just co- like, because I I truly believe. Got to be out and proud, baby. Yeah. Well, like that bigot cunt, river riverboat queen, he was sat there saying to us that we as because our podcast is a, is an lgbtq plus actually i'm just going to stop you there quickly yeah i'm going to eat my own words here because when he asked me what our podcast was this is actually the first time in a long time that i felt intimidated and not comfortable to mm. say it is a queer slash lesbian podcast mm. and i didn't did i no i said it's a culture podcast talking about relationship. i'm actually the one who said it yeah and I surprised myself then because, yeah. but when I think about it, 
Was it because he intimidated me? No, it wasn't. It was because I was embarrassed for everyone else sat around the table. You didn't want him to have another fucking rant, though, because he'd I only just started to uppercutting to him. Yeah. I really was. Yeah. And I knew if I said it was a gay or lesbian podcast, he'd go off on one again. And that, and that I'd be spitting have been at yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah. Because and I didn't be want to expose your mum to that. And I didn't want to expose your mum's friends to that. So actually, I kept quiet, not because I felt shame in myself, or I was hiding because of the other mm. people sat around the yeah. table. In hindsight, now looking back, part of me d- does wish that I stood up, calmly looked him in the eye and said, you are one of the biggest cunts I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Picked up my wine and walked away. And looking back now, I wish I did. Yeah. Because I'm actually angry at myself. For that to make there. others comfortable, I sat there yeah. and I allowed someone to speak to me so like much. that. We all do it. That's the first time horrible. I've done it in yeah. a long time. And let it bad. be a lesson to me yeah. that I'm not going to do it again. But going back to what I was saying... Because I then was like, no, it's a queer podcast. Like It's a part of the LGBTQ plus community. It's a lesbian podcast. He was like, do you not think that you're better off diluting that so that you get more um, more like traction and more audience? Uh, don't you think you're cutting out a massive audience? And I said, do I fuck think that I'm cutting out a massive audience? Honestly, like I love our straight listeners, right? But how many things do straight people fucking have? This is a queer podcast. This is a lesbian podcast because we don't have lesbian media. Our shows are getting cancelled left, right and centre. There's barely any fucking films about us unless one of them is dying. Like, we have a lesbian podcast because it's fucking needed. Yeah. And... Pricks like you, I would love to shove this mic so far down his fucking throat. Well, this is what was amazing. I just, I can't. When he said that, I calmly looked at him and I said, well, considering it's only been out a few months, we've yeah. had nearly a million listens. No, I don't think it's... And he did shut the he did fuck shut up. The, what the fuck is he gonna say? I saw the embarrassment on his face. Honestly. But this is why, you know, we don't encourage people to review the podcast, follow us for clout it's because of the poignance yes. that that serves to this yes. community it's the only way we can help each other it's am i going to sit here and say that i don't find doing this podcast somewhat self-serving of course i do i fucking love doing it love i love doing meeting it. you all yeah i'm so excited about the opportunities that not only this brings to us but the wider community and all the things we can do but genuinely the point why we started this was to fight back against cunts like this in the world and the only mm-hmm. way we can do that is by doing it together absolutely yeah yeah totally and that's why i love i love how everyone comes together and everyone's like forming like friendships as well within yeah. this community there's a whatsapp group by the way that's been yeah set there up is by, i love this um some incredible people um if you are listening to this and you want to be a part of it let us know by dming the podcast instagram which is at lesbian supper club pod and I will send your number over to the to the WhatsApp. Yeah. And we're going to start dropping in on that at points as well, because I think it'll be really fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, but going back to gay in the workplace, own your shit. Yeah, it's the same advice that we say about everything. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, it is, but we understand, like, I hear you. Like, even if you've got us in your ears right now and you're yeah. sat at your desk, I do Being hear like, you. Being like, I can't do that. I know that it's uncomfortable, but just know as well that My best advice is to have a plan in place. Understand your policy procedures. Read your fucking contract. Know your rights. Beyond your workplace rights, know your country's rights around protection. You Mm -hmm. know, like in the UK, we know that there are specific bills for LGBTQ rights. Now, are those always adhered to in the best way? No, they're not but it gives you strength and empowerment to know exactly where you stand mm-hmm. and where your protection lies. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that I would say. I mean, look, I totally get it because like, I also don't want to make any of you feel like shit if you haven't come out of the workplace yet because you could be the most outest and loudest proud lesbian outside of saying, the workplace. So you know, I don't like, yeah. I don't want you to feel bad for not yeah. coming out because like, I also, I used to work in a bridal shop and gave me the same fear that I used to feel in the PE changing rooms at school is that whole thing of wondering whether girls were going to think that I was predatory because I was a lesbian. Mm. So I felt uncomfortable. So you right? never told them, yeah. So I never told anyone, uh, any of the customers within this bridal shop that I was gay because mm-hmm. I didn't want the women to think that I was stood in that changing room with them mm-hmm. as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And even though that sounds ridiculous in my head, it's just I'm hilarious, not a isn't it? Predator. Because like men generally sexually assault women, yet they'd believe a lesbian were to do it. And like statistically, oh, it's, a load it's shit. way it is a load of shit. less. But, but <laughs> I never told them because I, I then felt 
felt really like guilty. I'd feel bad. Like I didn't want to put them in an awkward position. But again, what's that? Internalized homophobia. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But that's what I mean. But outside of this workplace, I was the outest and loudest proud yeah. lesbian ever. So honestly, just this is the thing. Don't it doesn't make, make you like any shit. less gay. It doesn't make you any less proud. proud. It doesn't make you any less strong. Anything. Yeah. And this is this is what going back to what I was saying at the start. You know, or mid of this conversation. Why do you want to be out in the workplace? Ask yourself that. And if you don't feel it actually worth it to be out to a load of colleagues that you probably fucking hate, then don't do it. <laughs> you know, and I absolutely agree with your mm. point about setting a precedent and trailblazing. And okay, so there are masses of positives to doing it. But you also don't have to be that person. No. You don't want to trailblaze and be out, do that for other people. You don't if fucking you don't have feel to be. Ready Does that it. mean you can't go and slut drop and she bar at the weekend? No. You yeah. can still go and slut drop. You can go slut drop and she bar on a fucking Wednesday. Absolutely. There'll be no one in there, but you could do it. <laughs> you know? I'd so be better off doing it when no one's in there, to be fair. I think yeah. we all need to give ourselves a break as well of, you know, we all preach about being out, being proud, but it's like, a lot. It's everyone's, it's your own journey. Yeah, it is your own journey. And everyone's on like, a, you're on like a different path of it as well. And you may feel like you're never going to have that strength, but believe me, you will. And that strength does come later on when you just accept yourself more and more and more. And you see more people that look like you, that act like you, that are living a very similar life to you. We are humans of like comfort with things that are familiar, you know. So just listen to these dykes and hopefully we can make you feel better. Moving on now to our horror story, which isn't actually as much of a horror story as usual, but I thought it was quite fitting to this episode. Freya, can you please do the honours, my dear, of reading <laughs> this one? Yeah, can you give it to me, please, baby? Here you go. Give it to me. I feel like we haven't ripped the shit out of each other that much in this one. What, in this episode? Yeah. Have you just forgotten the start <laughs> where I literally told you that you were no, a technological <laughs> killer? And you pretended as if I was like, can I just say, ever, ever since we've had this argument with this guy, I've had a headache and it has not gone away. And my headaches have been better the last couple of days. No, but do you know what's even weirder? I had a dream that I took away Scarlett's illness. That day, I had a really bad headache. You do say I'm a witch. And I've had it every day since, and she's been fine. Ever since I've had a headache, the fuck? mine, okay, I'm not saying they've gone completely, but I've been honestly genuinely debilitated for the yeah. last nine weeks pretty much yeah and now we've got a fucking headache and it's all yeah. your fault it probably and, is yeah and because <laughs> let me tell you why i hang on to your panty thong yeah. all night long <laughs> and like hold your bum i know you do and i think i'm surging energy i think so because you do say i'm a bit of a witch you are so maybe i am actually quite literally transferring my negative headache energy yeah. onto you what I'm not going to apologise for it. I'm going to give you some endometriosis. Please don't give me endometriosis. <laughs> I will take it. I will. Me and Freya talk about this all the time, about how we all become accustomed to our pain. So Freya obviously suffers with endometriosis. And I cannot for a second imagine how absolutely horrific that is. Like, it pains me to know that someone I love so much has to suffer in that way. Oh, baby. I because feel the same about you, I though, with your get, migraines. This is the thing. Even when I get slight period pain, and I know it's not even to a, a certain level of what it even touches the sides of what Freya experiences, it makes me feel horrific. And as bad as it is, I'd probably take a migraine over severe period pain. But you get used to it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. you're saying, when you get migraines, you say to me, how the fuck do you suffer oh, like this every single day? Yeah. And it is strange. It must be like a... Well, I've got like a weird like neck issue as well. It's going oh, on the almonds please, list. Freya, no. <laughs> no, I can't. Do you know that <laughs> me and Liv, because Liv spends a lot of time with us um, because of all the stuff that we have going on with the pod... Liv now has an ailments list for Freya where every day Big she Don. writes Big down Big list. Don's ailments. And I'm actually like, <laughs> you should, you should can you write it? in if you want me to post it on the story? Because girls, <laughs> when I tell you, it is fucking ridiculous. hilarious. It's ridiculous. It's hilarious. And honestly, grippy socks, Freya. Yeah, I know. Truly. Well, maybe it's just hard being me. I've always got something wrong with me. <laughs> okay? Shut the fuck up. Anyway, this is the horror, not horror story. But this is really interesting because, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know why. Okay. 
Hey, girls. Itchy jaw. That's going on oh. the almonds list. Oh, it's not the itchy air. It's the itchy jaw. Because usually it's, it's the, the itchy air. Yeah. I have the most random situation of my whole life. I've always been a straight woman. Interesting. I've never been with a woman, nor have I ever romantically wanted to be with one. But, big on the butt here, girls. Recently, I met a girl from gym. She is straight too. And she was always saying from the start, I would marry that girl. And she's always been very flirty. I was always prude. Haha. <laughs> and laughed a lot of it off but as time has gone on we've become closer we'd be super flirty and jokingly sent nudes on occasions what we've cuddled up a few times nothing else i think we are super affectionate when we are drinking question mark i don't know are you the girl is proper flirty and has admittedly been open that she fancies me we have both said that we are not looking for a lesbian relationship i mean well it's going to be a relationship that's a lesbian one that's a lesbian relationship i don't know if this is toxic but why does it have to be a relationship i feel at this point i'm just curious i'm sorry this one screams of like internalized to the max girl like no hate but you need to do some self-work here and read up on like the emotions that you're going through because i love what you're saying here you know you're not being outwardly like um problematic yeah but you are being internally yeah. problematic the, the things that you've said absolutely she then says she has said she would rather have me in her life for the rest of her life than to ruin it but still at times has said that she does want me and will suppress things but i don't know what we are doing and no one will ever make a move p.s she has now started seeing a boy again we both go to the same gym it's a little community and small i don't know why but I don't want to see her flirting. Please give me advice. Is this odd? Okay, let me break this down for you guys. Can I just say problem number one? Actually, not problem number one. What? I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Right. I know I'm a lesbian. Yeah. I don't ever see that changing, but no. I'm not saying it could. I understand that sexuality can be a um, journey. journey and, you know, it's it's a spectrum, but very much right now, and since I have come out i have been very much on the lesbian side Mm -hmm. if i were to start having romantic and sexual feelings for a man Mm -hmm. i would no longer be identifying as a lesbian Mm -hmm. okay strictly i would say that i was then predominantly maybe pansexual or bisexual if we were going to need to label it i know a lot of people don't like labels I do. I like my label. Mm-hmm. I like wearing my label. The fact she's opened this by saying I'm straight mm-hmm. is problematic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's screaming of me. Because you be could honest. say I'm questioning, like, yeah. right? But she can't even <laughs> say that. And this might, she may not even realize that this is like a thing. But then but she, she also said, I've never that. been with a woman, nor have I ever romantically wanted to be with well, But you, you have now. now. <laughs> so it's, it's really interesting. But let me just break it down for you guys. She has met a girl from the gym. This is a classic. Like, it really is. A gym is like a breeding ground for lesbians. Um, they're very flirty. They send nudes to each other, but they put it on the premise of saying that it's jokey. I, I mean, to be fair, actually, I was about to say, I've never done that. I've done that. I do, I do it to Liana. Like, okay. I sent her, like, a random yeah, nude. But it's so different. We're, right? like, bros. Like, these are two girls that have met together. And we send titty pics to our friends. All the of time. the time in a yeah. piss-taking way. It's very different. And I know that the jokey way is not jokey. No. I used to do this with my first lesbian yeah. crush. Like, and believe me. I didn't mean to send this to you. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> or it would be like inconspicuous. So you try and make out like it wasn't a nude. So you'd be what like... What was it? Like, Tell you know me. when you're like, oh, I'm in the bath. And it would be like a slight side titty pic. <laughs> where <laughs> it's like, it could be, oh, I'm in the bath. Yeah. But deep down, you yeah. want it to be, oh, I'm in the bath. And yeah. I know that she's sending stuff like oh, look at this new underwear I got for going yes. out on a date with a guy. Yeah. And like there's yes. underboob. Uh-huh. Or like oh, the pussies sure. in full. Like you don't send that to your mate. Just had a lovely shave. Because actually if you want to send yeah. underwear shots to your friends about new underwear you've bought, just fucking take a photo of it thrown on your bed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're going yeah. out of your no, way to I put know. it on and pose in a certain <laughs> way. We see you girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, they cuddle um, as well, which I think is just... And like again, that depends on the type of cuddle, right? It does. If it's a But I know they're cuddling woony. in a very certain way. Yeah. And you know, there's some stroking going on, like stroking of the arm, stroking and on the hand. And there's like, I can feel the tension, the tension in their chest I know, and the heavy breathing. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about it now, how I used to feel laying next yeah. to... When I but had she my says, straight crush. 
But she says that she kind of wants to have her in her life. She does want her, but she suppresses her. The other girl has said that, that she suppresses her feelings. So I think what's happening is that you're both suppressing your feelings. Unfortunately, you're both very much in the same boat. It's a real problem. But girls, this is a... This is a classic. We, this is a classic. Is, literally, we fell in love with the straight woman episode, right? Yeah. We and any lesbian listening to this now who's been through it, girls, like back us up here. It's the classic when you fall in love with your quote unquote straight best friend, which is the whole like we're soulmates, mm. and I'd rather choose us being platonic soulmates mm-hmm. that over exploring this sexually. Yeah. And you kind of convince yourself that you know the love that you feel is not lesbian love. It is. Um, Some what's like it called? Twin only flame, only like the one person, the, twi- that the platonic twin flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Deep down, let's be honest. You want to fuck but her. Also, yeah, you do. But also, why, babe? Why are you scared about this being a relationship? Because you said, but why does it have to be a relationship? Why? What? Truly, like I, I actually. But the thing know is, she's not scared about it being a relationship. What she's scared is that they start having sex, right? And they start exploring the sexual tension there. She says, I and think she then has to admit mm. to herself that what she puts in the top of that conversation, which is straight, is it in capital letters? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I thought she put it in capital letters. No. The emphasis on straight is no longer a potentially a narrative yeah. that she can explore. The only thing that I would say is that this, the other girl, even though you said that she's just started seeing a boy, you know, I do believe that she's Classic probably doing sign. that to overcompensate, overcompensate, and also probably make you jealous in the gym because you said here that she says that she admittedly open, she admittedly has been open and said that she fancies you. So I think that she's made the first move there, and I don't know what your response was. It's but you said we are both said that we're not looking for a lesbian relationship. Darling, but she just said that she fancied you. You cuddle, you send nudes. Mm-hmm. You want each other in your lives. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, you don't have to have a lesbian relationship. Like, no, do but you know what? It, it sounds like they both fancy each other. Maybe they, they do want to do together. that. But I do think them having to jump straight to that is too much. No. Just have a bit of fun and explore yeah. and have an open conversation about the fact that you're clearly both adults. You have these, you know, sexual feelings for each other. Yeah. You can explore that yeah. and remain friends as long as you're both sensible adults having sensible conversations. And this feels like a very safe conversation for you to have because You've she's already, already explored said it. Yeah, that yeah. she fancies you. Yes. Right. So I think that you can just say, look, I, I have always believed that I was straight. But I have these. This is new territory. This to is me, new yeah. territory for me. You're really interesting to me. I really, I, I, I find you really attractive, and I'd love to be able mm-hmm. to like explore that mm-hmm. with you. I'm not putting a label on anything. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that we should go dating. But what I'm saying is, is that I kind of, it would be nice to see what would happen here if we were a bit more open-minded about it. And Absolutely. Say, and do you know what? Like I've, uh, you know, I've tried to suppress my feelings as well. You told me that you were suppressing yours, but I've seen you flirting with this guy in the gym, and it kind of breaks my heart a bit because there's you don't have to say it breaks not, my heart. Not, you no, can just you know say I mean. you know, it's, it's, it in the it's, light-hearted yeah, way. Yeah, it's like, like it's emphasized to me that this is something that I want to explore yeah, because you seeing you with someone else is actually you know heightened yeah. how and then I maybe feel. say how would you feel like maybe yeah. say how would you feel if I was flirting with a guy in front of you. Well, this is the thing. Again, you know? going back to my situation of when I was like obsessed with my best friend for four years, um, we'd both do exactly the same thing. We'd kind mm. of spill too far into the emotional lesbian side of the friendship. Yeah. Then we'd go out on a night out mm. and use guys to make each other jealous. Oh God, it's so bad. I actually it is, no, wanted to die in yeah, those moments. I would too. But when because I'd see her kissing men and I'd be like, I would drag my nipples across burning coal to be that stinky, sweaty, <laughs> airy, ridden man. Yeah. Oh my God, the pain. Oh. Girls, why is that pain so bad? Oh, it's so bad. It actually makes your, like, it makes your vagina go up into your heart. Like, <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like, you know that feeling? It's yeah. just awful. So, but this is classic. This is the but thing. But you said, girl, I don't like, know if this is toxic. It is toxic. I think mm. it is. I, th- I think it no, is. No, because I think it can be a bit fun. Depends how long it goes on for. No, but what I'm saying is, she's like, do you think that this is toxic? I think right now. It I think probably... your feelings towards yourself are toxic. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think the way that you're treating this situation to yourself is toxic. It's toxic. You need to be kinder to yourself. You need to be more open with yourself before yeah. you're open with her. Yeah. Because you need to accept that you fancy her a bit. This has never happened to you before. It could be completely nothing, but also you could have, you could explore something incredible and grow from yeah, this what's experience. Yeah, what's that called? By Curious. Yeah, by Curious. Yeah. 
So no one, you know, yeah. you could explore this with this girl, have incredible sex for six weeks, decide that that's not for you and end up with a man and be with him for the rest of your life. No one is saying that you can't do that. No one is saying that you shouldn't do that. Well, no one is saying that you're wrong for doing that. you could explore this with her. I genuinely don't think you've got anything to lose also because you've already got these feelings. So is she clearly. So then, you know, when she's like, oh, well, I don't want it to ruin You're experiencing this, this with her. You will, if you don't explore this with this person, it will happen again in your life. It because will. if you're open to that, clearly more than what you realize, mm-hmm. you will attract that again. Mm-hmm. And Send her this podcast. Yeah. And again, <laughs> I'm not saying for a second that you aren't, you know, all of the things that you've thought you were throughout your life. That's not saying that those things are a lie. Yeah. You've just evolved and a situation has presented itself to you. Yeah. And Go for it. I and mean, we that feel is my you, babe. Also, can I just say, a lesbian relationship is fucking incredible, babe. So you know what? If you end up falling down that rabbit hole, so be it. Like, it's not the know, worst. Thing it's that not that the worst. Thing. It ain't. It's. I would argue it's the best thing that will ever fucking happen to you in your life. Yeah, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. So, it's the best thing that continues to happen to me, except yeah. for when you drop your phone in a <laughs> bath of bleach. <laughs> so annoying. But um, yeah. No, I mean, we're here for you. I want to hear. I want to hear the update of this. Yeah, I do. I really want to hear the update. I want to know. Um, I might start going to your gym. Can you tell me where it is? I've got a feeling she's American. I I, I don't know where she's Hang on, based. let me read. I think that English... Because if she, she isn't American and she's in England, I think, best believe... I think English is her second language. Because she said saying a boy, not seeing a boy. So yeah, I but I would say something like that because I actually type and can't be bothered to correct myself. Fair. But yeah. the advice from, from us is like, Oh, really what do you have to lose? Okay, the opinions of maybe some of your friends that like are going to judge you, if they're doing that, they're not your fucking friends. Just work maybe on you're yourself gonna, first. Yeah, maybe you're going to lose some male attention. Who fucking cares that the girlies do it better? Like, okay, your family, you haven't mentioned anything. But you don't even have to go that far. You don't need to go that far. You can just like start accepting those feelings for yourself. Bring up that conversation in a really nice and open mm-hmm. way. And then just see what happens. Mm-hmm. But we're here for you every step yeah, of the way, Yeah, this babe. community is amazing. Yeah. You'll find support. You'll find people. And, like, believe me, you are nowhere near alone. Because oh I reckon God, no. 90% of the people who are listening to this right now would have gone through exactly the mm-hmm. same as you. And mm-hmm. the 10% who haven't gone through it in that way have gone through it in a very similar way. Exactly. And for <laughs> our straight listeners as well. We do, we do love you too. Oh, we, we do love you. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not I saying appreciate that. Like no, no, I'm saying for the other percentage. <laughs> the zero points. Oh, guys, I do want to say one thing. What? Which I'm so happy we've got to this level. 90% of our audience on the Le- Lesbian Supper Club identify as female. Amazing. Okay, trans, trans folk, non-binary folk. This got nothing to do with you. I fucking love you. You're yeah. like welcome as much, if not more, than anyone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the, the men, the straight they're white starting men, starting to vanish. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that there's like only ten percent of them, I that feeds me. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I really like the fact that men listen to this pod, right? Yeah. Because I think it's more like education, and I don't mean to sound patronizing when I say that, but I mean exposure. That's How what can I mean you to possibly say. understand a society? In which is so different. You to do yours. need educated. Yeah, in it. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's um, but like but I don't want to be educated the on the straight straight white man society because there's no there's nothing benefiting me by understanding that bikes and tits and beer. I mean, but we love all those things. True. <laughs> <laughs> we there is a straight things. white man deep down in me somewhere <laughs> <laughs> screaming <laughs> to get out. He's, He's called tapping. Dave. Yeah. We love you all, like all of you that listen and support. You're all incredible. And I think our straight p- listeners are just as valuable to us yeah. as our queer listeners because like mm-hmm. you're going off uh, undoubtedly and then taking some of these topics and having really important conversations yeah. with your peers. Yeah, exactly. Like I love that. But before we go as well, um, we're going to be doing a small, very low-key event in the very near future. Yeah, so like when we know the details of to eight that, weeks, probably we're sending it out to you guys. It's going to be a ticketed event. There's probably going to be only about fifty tickets. Um, but before we get our little asses organising, can you let us know if you'll actually want to come? Um, it yep. will be like a supper club type <laughs> event. We're going to get a hot DJ. Yeah, hot DJ. We already know some who drinks. It is. I know some drinks, some aper- aperitivo. Said. Yeah. Um, in a really cool venue. Yeah. So if you're interested and want to do like a supper club event with us, yeah, let us Let's know. Let's go. Let's do this. And 
Um, there's also another really exciting thing that we've got coming up as well, which we can't tell you which about Which right you will know very soon. But I'm screaming inside. Gays, this is the epitome of, of the queer dream. Yeah. Let's put it that way. What? Dream. What? What? <laughs> pussy, pussy, pussy. <laughs> no, I just want to finish by this one thing. What? Has anyone else seen on TikTok? Oh my God. <laughs> that woman who <laughs> duets the Billie Eilish song, the new one. Although enjoyment, I'm sad again. Don't tell my boyfriend. If you don't know what we're going on about, <laughs> find out. <laughs> love you, gays love you guys. and straights. Love you all. Love you, love you. And we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.